people's lives. The atmosphere of heaven. What is that atmosphere? It's the glory of God. It's the manifestation of His presence. You know, the devil isn't in heaven. Tormenting spirits aren't in heaven. The lies of the enemy are not in heaven. Disease isn't in heaven. Oppression and bondage can't live there. Why? Because the atmosphere of heaven is literally charged with the life of God. The atmosphere of heaven is heavy and weighty with His presence. I've been told people that have literally died and then come back to earth and tell stories about heaven. That the atmosphere of heaven is so charged with the life of God that the flowers are singing and the colors are so vibrant and brilliant. Nothing like we can experience here on this earth. Why? There's never been any death in heaven. There's never been any sin in heaven. This earth that we live in, in its original form, was beautiful. It still is majestic in many ways. But because of sin and all of the fallen world that that is around us, things aren't like they were in their original state. But heaven, hallelujah, our home, our citizenship is in that place. And because we are citizens of heaven, we can have days of heaven here upon the earth. We can create that atmosphere of heaven in our lives around us. We are our own weather forecasters. Did you know that? We carry our weather with us. I started this afternoon. I wasn't sure yesterday. I couldn't get settled on what direction to go tonight. But I know why. Because God just wants to exhort us tonight on the atmosphere of heaven being manifest in the earth. Amen. So I looked up the word atmosphere this afternoon. The air in any given place. And then I love this one. A pervading influence in an environment. A pervading influence in an environment. What's the atmosphere of your life? What kind of environment are you creating in your home? Is it cloudy with a chance of a storm? And an emotional eruption? What kind of weather? God wants to change the very atmosphere of our lives. You and I are not to be conformed to this world's way of thinking and living. We are not just citizens of the United States of America. Our true citizenship is in heaven. You and I are a special being. We are a new creation. We are not normal. My gals that went with me to kindle the flame, we preached on that there. We are not normal. We don't have to think like the world. We don't have to act like the world. We don't have to have the flu like the world. We got a different atmosphere. This is the air that we breathe. One of the definitions of atmosphere, the air. The air. 
The air. What kind of air are we breathing? This is the air we breathe. His presence. In His presence is where we have our life. In Him we live and move and have our being. Just thinking about heaven today a little bit as I was thinking of the atmosphere of heaven Look with me over at Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. We don't have a whole lot of scriptures tonight, but we're going to be exhorting, and everything that we're saying is from the Word of God. But Revelation 21, 4 in the Amplified. Just think about it. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be any anguish, sorrow, or mourning, nor grief, nor pain anymore. For the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. Now we know that's awesome when we get to heaven. Amen. But did you know that even while we are here on this earth, even though there's going to be weeping, he said when we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away all of our tears. While we're here on this earth, there still will be weeping. But you know, when you tap into that atmosphere of heaven, he said he will turn uh, that our weeping may endure for a night. But what happens in the morning? Joy comes in the morning. So even if we're going through a tough time and there's been some tears that have been shed, we need to tap into his presence and then we're going to have joy in the midst. Of tears. As long as we live in this earth, we're going to experience some sorrow. But the good news is, as believers, we don't have to sorrow as those that have no hope. When we have a loved one that dies in the Lord, praise God, we know where they're at. They're not lost. They just moved. They just changed addresses. And of course we're going to feel the loss. But we don't have to be overcome with grief. We sorrow not as those that have no hope. What is our blessed hope? Soon and very soon we will be reunited with our loved ones in heaven. We don't have to sorrow. The atmosphere of heaven has no sorrow in it. And even if it's not the death of a loved one, people can get all bound up in sorrow and in grief over things that haven't happened in their life or or things that have gone wrong. But he said, tap into the atmosphere of heaven and I will turn your sorrow and your mourning into what? Into joy. Take off that garment of heaviness and I will give you a garment of praise. What are they doing in heaven? The angels, the cherubim, and the seraphim, they're standing around the throne and they're crying, Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God. Hallelujah. The whole earth is filled with His glory. They're praising the Lord in heaven. They're not talking about how horrible things are on, on this earth. They're not talking about that there's a recession in heaven and their needs aren't met. Do you know they don't have one thought about their needs being met? A place to live and something to eat. Yeah, I believe we get to eat in heaven. Good things. And all the calories are cast out. Woo! 
Hallelujah. They're praising my Savior all the day long. Take off that garment of heaviness. Put on that one of the royal robe of righteousness and a garment of praise. Hallelujah. The atmosphere of heaven can be manifest in our lives. I remember I was 21 years old and my mother went on to be with the Lord. She was only 51 years old. And it was a hard thing for me to to deal with. And I was just starting to get hold of the message of faith. And I'd given her some of Brother Hagin's books and had prayed. But, you know, she was already at like the last stages of liver cancer. And it was, it was a bad thing. So she went on to be with the Lord. Loved Jesus with all of her heart. She had a glorious entrance. Jesus just took her up, caught her up. It was a glorious time in our, in our family. But I remember a few days after she had passed away. And I was laying on my bed. And I had enough sense. Even though sorrow was trying to grip my heart. I knew that I wasn't going to get mad at God. I had enough in me to run to Him. And not run from Him. To look to Him for the answers. And not begin to question Him. And so as I was worshiping him, it was like, I wouldn't call it an open vision, but I saw it in my heart and I felt myself ascending and going to the throne room. And I was all of a sudden, I was there and I looked over and I saw my mother and she wasn't sick anymore. She was beautiful. She was in her prime and she was standing there worshiping Jesus And I entered in with her and I lifted my hands and I began to worship him. And we were singing the same praises unto our risen Lord and Savior. She looked over at me and smiled and I heard the Spirit of God say to me, When you miss your mother, just come on up to the throne room. Do what she's doing. The same family in heaven and in earth. We can ascend to that place in our spirit. We can rise on up above sorrow and mourning. We can step into the very atmosphere of heaven and join the family there, worshiping Him. And that has brought so much comfort to me through the years. It's so precious to me. That's why I tear up because, you know, when you have an encounter and you have a word from God, and you have an experience, it changes you. And it helps you. And it lifts you. Heaven is a real place. No sorrow there. No tears there. And even though on this earth we're going to experience some trouble, guess what? The Lord says, I will deliver you out of them all. How many of you are glad for heaven's help? Aren't you glad that we can go to the rock that is higher than us? Hallelujah. I go to the rock and he is my sure foundation and he is my deliverer. We breathe in the atmosphere of our homeland. You and I have a new way of living and it's It's time for us to realize who we are. Time for us to change our attitudes, our mind, and our words. Last week, we talked about you are 
your mouth. And one of the things that the Spirit of God shared and said to us last week is we began to look at the prophets of old. When God wanted to change somebody's life, we looked particularly at Isaiah and at Jeremiah. And when he wanted to change their life, he touched their mouth. With Isaiah, he took that live coal off of the fire of God and touched his mouth. When Isaiah was saying, I can't, I'm, you don't know God, I can't speak for you, I can't go. He touched his mouth with that fire of God and it changed his whole way of thinking. It changed his life. He stepped in to his call when God touched his mouth. And he began to say, here am I, send me. You might need a change in the atmosphere of your life. How many could use a little atmosphere change? We could all have more of heaven in our lives, couldn't we? So here, he touched him and he changed him. And then I like how in Isaiah, it talks more about him receiving the promises regarding his call. So let's look over at Isaiah chapter 42. I believe this is all going to make sense tonight. We're just flowing with Hallelujah. Isaiah 42, verse 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and I will hold your hand. I will keep you, and I will give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. That right there is a great promise. Again, over in Isaiah chapter 6, he received this call, and now he's getting more further direction about what God's going to do in his life. But that's a great promise for all of us. We are upheld. We are kept. We have a covenant. Can anybody get happy about that? We have a covenant with a covenant-keeping God. We have a promise that we are upheld and we are kept by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, our risen Savior. We have all of heaven's resources available to us. That makes me happy. Then he goes on and he tells Isaiah, the anointing's on you to open the blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. That sounds like Luke chapter 4 about our Lord Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said, to do just that, to open the prison doors, to heal the blind, to set the captives free. And then he turns around and he tells us, that same anointing that is on me, I'm giving it to you. Everybody lift your hands right now and say, I... Am anointed. I am appointed. I am a carrier of the glory of God. Wherever I go, I bring heaven into hell-filled situations. <laughs> Amen. That's exactly what we do. That's exactly what who we are. Then he goes on in verse 8 and he says this. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory I will not give to another. Nor my praise to carved images. He is the most high God. He deserves 
all the glory, all the honor. How many of you know that it's in him we live and move and have our being? How many of you will testify with me that without him, I can do nothing? But with him, I can do all things. I have no problem saying, Lord, anything that you ever use me to do, all the glory goes to you. I know in and of myself, I can't heal an axe wing. I know in and of myself, I can't lead anybody to Jesus. But it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burden off of people's lives. And so, Lord, in advance, right now, everybody lift your hands one more time. In advance, Lord, we give you all the glory. Oh, the honor. Oh, Lord, we do see it. We see it on the inside of us and we know it by the Spirit of God. Our pastor's been prophesying it today. There's an awakening coming into our nation. There's revival in the land. There's increase coming into this church from the north, the south, the east, and the west. There is a mighty harvest of souls. Lord, we're giving you the glory in advance we give you the glory right now for all those that shall come into your kingdom lord we give you praise we give you honor we give you the glory for all that are sick that shall be healed all those that need miracles that shall know your miraculous power all glory goes to you lord we give you all the glory we give you all the glory. And then he goes on here in verse 9 of Isaiah 42. Behold, the former things have come to pass. And new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. The Lord is speaking to our hearts. And I believe he is saying it is a new day. It is a new season. We are going to experience things that we have not experienced in the past. Stop looking to the past. Stop looking back and saying, oh, it was the good old days. Wasn't that wonderful what Jesus did at Azusa Street? Wasn't that awesome what happened during the healing power, during the healing revival? Those things are great. I love to study about old revivals and moves of God. But we're not looking back. We're looking forward. Don't look at the past longingly and saying, oh, it was better back then. Our God is a God of of progression, not regression. Better and better. Gooder and gooder. I make up my own words, but it works, doesn't it? (laughs) Gooder and gooder, best and best. Hallelujah. Then he says, uh, the rest of that, he says, I'm going to do a new thing. And then he says, I like this, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. What's that saying? I will show you what I'm about to do. 
and I will use your voice to declare and decree what I want to do. Decree a thing in faith and it shall be established. You and I, we've got a language. Pastor mentioned today a language of redemption. We've got a language that the world can't speak because we are the redeemed. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And not just say I'm redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say it is so. What God says is so. God said it. I believe it. That settles it for me. And I will speak what he wants me to speak. One of the reasons that he out, that we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're here tonight and you've not been filled, you can be tonight. We need to all be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with what kind of a tongue? A new tongue. A sound from heaven. Fill them. You want the atmosphere of heaven in your life? Then begin to pray in tongues. Be filled with the Spirit. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starts talking about when we speak in other tongues, we're not talking unto men, we're talking unto God. And there's one translation that says, when we speak in other tongues, we are talking God talk. God talk. We're talking like they talk in Heaven, heaven, the atmosphere of heaven up on the earth. You know, in heaven, they're not talking doubt and unbelief. In heaven, they're not talking oppression. They're not talking lack. We can talk God talk in our lives. We can talk like God talks. About us. About the situation. That's why it's so important to confess who you are in Christ Jesus. In Him. What you've been given. Let the redeemed say so. The language of heaven is a rejoicing language. It's a happy language. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is a happy thing. You know, you, can, you cannot, as hard as you may try, you cannot get a sad Holy Ghost. He will not make you sad. He will make you glad. Hallelujah. Now think about this, how important our words are. When God spoke at creation, it says the Spirit of God moved on the face of the water. When we, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, talk, God, talk. Speak on His behalf. You know what happens? God moves. He moves. His words coming out of our mouth are anointed. I don't know if this blessed you as much as it did me, but I heard someone say last week about Reinhard Bonnke. Anybody ever heard of Reinhard Bonnke? That man has shook the nation. Of Africa. Millions probably of people have been born again under his ministry. But I heard this man of God say last week that Reinhard Bonnke, when he started out, 
He said this of himself. I was just an average preacher. Just average preacher. But one day Jesus spoke to him and said, Reinhardt, you need to get this revelation. My words in your mouth are just as powerful as my words in my mouth. That's a simple truth, but it went off on the inside of me. My words, Charles, my words in your mouth are just as powerful as my words in my mouth. Anybody think when Jesus talked, his words were filled with power? Well, if we have faith in what he said, see, it's not our words. It's the anointed word. When we speak it, he moves on hearts. He moves when we speak his word under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Heaven's back in those words. And he moves on the hearts of men to help us. I love this song that Keith Moore got in the spirit. God is dealing with people to give me money. And it's not just about, you know, us, me, get, get, get. But he did in one of his meetings. God is dealing with people to give me money. God is dealing with people to give me things. Why? For the sake of the kingdom. To pay off churches. To pay off properties. God is dealing with people to help. The body of Christ to help you. Hallelujah. When we speak, the atmosphere of heaven is backing us and things move in the realm of the spirit. Things are moving. Things are shaking. Things are changing in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven is getting closer to earth. The kingdom of heaven is coming down. We're getting closer and closer. It's only separated by a very thin veil. And in this day and age, it shouldn't be more like hell on earth. For the church, it ought to be more heaven. More heaven upon the earth. Getting ready to step on over and to live in that atmosphere of heaven. We can walk in it now. We can live in it now. Change is in the air. Seasons are changing. It's the fall season. There's environment. Our environment is changing. No, not global warming. (laughs) Baloney on all that stuff. (laughs) Global. (laughs) But the environment is changing. The earth is rocking and reeling. Even the earth is crying out for redemption. The earth is saying, hey, I wasn't created this way. I want to get back to my original state. So there is a change in the atmosphere. There is a change in the hemisphere. There is a change in the environment. But you know what? That is symbolic. It's nothing for us to fear, but it's a time for us to look up for our redemption draweth nigh. It is symbolic of what is happening in the heavens. Symbolic of what is happening spiritually. You know, God just leads me to things. And this week I found this amazing article. Y'all can't see the headlines here, but it says, Residents stunned as hundreds of fish 
fall out of the sky over a remote Australian desert town. The atmosphere is changing. Things are happening. Even the weather is going to start to declare (laughs) some things. Residents of a small outback Australian town out in the desert, 400 miles from the ocean, were speechless after fish began falling from the sky. Hundreds of speckled perch bombarded the 650 residents, shocking this one lady who was walking home when the strange weather started. They get very little rain in this place, let alone rain with fish. Let me see here. I got to get to this next part. Meteorologists say the incident was probably caused by a tornado. It is common for tornadoes to suck up water and then the fish must have got sucked up as well and carried 400 miles. (laughs) And there was enough water in this water spout and in this tornado. I was looking for the rest of this here, but it's in here somewhere. That when these fish fell from the sky, they were alive. (laughs) They were alive. It took them, I I don't remember how many, but it took them forever. It has pictures of them in these big baskets gathering up the fish, flopping around. They were alive. Signs. Wonders. In the heavens. Yeah, it said some that went way up in the atmosphere were frozen. But when they hit the ground because they were in the desert, they thawed out. And we're alive. Is that crazy? I got to thinking about it. Maybe there was somebody that day, a believer, that said, you know, I know I'm 400 miles from any water. I know I live in the desert. But God, I'd really like a fresh fish dinner. I mean, you know. God does awesome things. Our God does things to get the attention of people. Something's moving. Something's changing. The atmosphere in this earth is changing. Heaven is coming down to earth. The atmosphere in our life. Is changing. You know it doesn't matter to God where you live. These people were out in the desert. And it rained. And it rained fish. I hear the sound. Of the abundance of rain. It doesn't matter. What you're going through. It doesn't matter how dry it may be in your life. God can cause it. To rain, to rain, to rain. Everybody say to rain. Now say, let it rain. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain in my 
God's got means to bring the rain that we've never thought of. This is far out, isn't it? But our God's a far out God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Remember the prophet Elijah over in 1 Kings chapter 18. And he had prophesied, no rain. King Ahab, it's not going to rain for three years. And it didn't rain for three years. Then the word of the Lord comes to him that it's time for it to rain again. What does he do? He goes up on that mountain and he sets his face to seek the Lord. And he begins to pray. And he sends his servant Gehazi out. And he says, okay, do you see a cloud? Do you see anything? Six times his servant went back, went and said, I see nothing. I see nothing. But you know what the prophet was doing? He wasn't looking down at the dry, dusty ground. He was looking up to heaven. He was looking up to the source of the rain. And on the seventh time when he sent his servant out, his servant came back and he said, I see a hand. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah, that's all he needed. When you're expecting the rain, hallelujah, you don't need to see a big old thunderhead rolling in. When you're expecting the rain, just one little sign, just one little drop, just one little cloud can set your feet to dancing. And the Spirit of God came on the prophet Elijah and it says he jumped up and he outran the king's chariots. And I love how it says, I hear, he said to his servant, get ready. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He was a man of faith. When he heard that it's going to rain, he got his expectors out there. Are you expecting rain? Are you expecting God to cause some phenomenal things to happen even in the wilderness? Even in maybe a desert dry time. Stop looking at the past. Stop thinking about the drought. Forget about the drought. Forget about the dry times. It's about to rain. The windows of heaven are open. Woo! The rain is beginning to fall. Again, the prophet Isaiah. You know, he has to be one of my favorites. I love Isaiah. I get so much out of, out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 43. Do, I, do not earnest, I do not, let's see here. Do not earnestly remember the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Now, this is where we're going. Behold. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers, rivers. Everybody say rivers, rivers in the desert. The atmosphere of heaven is coming on the Bay Area. It's no longer going to be known as a dead, dry, spiritual place. We're having rivers. Rivers. We're having the rain of the Spirit. He's making a way. 
in the wilderness. It's beginning to rain. And you know, I think I'll just take that. It's raining fishes. Is that a word? Fishes of men. <laughs> We're fishers of men. Hey, let's get a... Well, let's just build a whole new thing off of this. What do you say? It's raining fish. Hallelujah. In the wilderness, in a dry place, it's beginning to rain. Raining. And the fish are coming in. Hallelujah. Mighty harvest. Hallelujah. And when you have heaven's help, when the fish begin to fall from the sky, they didn't even have to have rod and reels or nets. They just had to go out there and pick them up. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we believe it. You're helping us. You are helping us to be effective fishers of men. Hallelujah. Bringing in the harvest. Then there again it is. I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Not everyone is in tune with what's really going on in the earth. People are filled with fear. There is talk of disaster and tragedy. But I want you to know, the devil does not win. America will not be destroyed. A meteor is not going to wipe us out. Aliens are not invading planet Earth. We go to movies sometimes, and I always say to, to Pastor Mark, I'm like, are you serious? All these advertisements, and here comes another alien. Like, really? I get my aliens mixed up. I don't know who came from what planet or what. I mean, you know, that seems like that's all the world can think about. The aliens are coming. They're taking over the earth. We're in trouble. We're not. We're, we're going to be wiped out. No alien is going to invade planet Earth. No demon is going to take over our capital. The only invasion that's happening as long as we are here is an invasion of glory. The whole earth. The whole earth. The whole earth. Everybody say it. The whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Woo! Heaven is invading earth. Woo! Hallelujah! Things are going to get better. Things are going to get brighter. For the church, I know things are not getting brighter in the world. But I'm not in the world. How about you? And since I'm not in the world, I don't have to dwell on how dark and awful it is in the world. I'm going to think about who I am. I'm going to think about who I'm connected to. I'm with Him. Are you with Him? 
if you're with him, the atmosphere of your life ought to be different. An invasion of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for invading our lives, for invading this church, for invading our nation. We're going to speak faith-filled words. We're going to speak words from heaven that dominate the law of sin and death. In this place, does everyone speak of his in this place does everyone speak of his glory let's just all stand to our feet and just begin to say that we declare it lord in this place in this very place The atmosphere of heaven is tangible. When people walk into this very place, bound by sin, the very atmosphere convicts them of their sin. When people walk in that are full of sickness, and disease. The very atmosphere woo, drives out that sickness and disease. Lord, in this temple, we are contenders. How many of you in here will contend with me? We are contending for your glory.